Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum where we are talking to game changers and thought leaders. So I want to thank you guys for hopping on another episode. First, I want to thank our sponsor, James McNeil, has an amazing book out that actually helped save my life. It's called Finding Your Personal Mission, where he talks about people that are struggling with um, mental health issues, depression, suicidal ideations. And just check out the book. It's called Finding Your Personal Mission. You can go to jamesmcnealauthor.com, and I will be putting that in the comments. So if you know anybody that's struggling with any mental health issues, definitely check it out. Thank you guys so much. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. Get your pen, get your paper out. Um, this gentleman I'm going to talk to is changing the game as we speak. His name is Frank Sell, and he's a guy that does not BS, tells you what he thinks, tells you the way things are, and I'm so glad to have somebody like him on here. Frank, what's up, my brother? Hey, Richard, man. It's my pleasure to be, uh, to be on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to have some fun today. That's what it's about. So what's going on? How's your day going? I'm good. Just running the streets, uh, you know, basically single father, you know, running the business and running kids around and uh, just whatever it takes to get it done. You know, so how was homeschooling going? Um, You know, it, it was kind of, it was just kind of another day for us. Um, we, uh, my kids have been homeschooled for a few years and they decided this year of all years, last you know, this school year that they wanted to attend in person school. So uh, it wasn't too wasn't too bad when when things went what they call hybrid here, part time in school and part time at home. Now, where are you at? I'm in central Kansas. All right. So beautiful. God's country. I love it of that area. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from. Uh, what what kind of kid were you? Were you kind of g- getting into mischief like I was? Yes. No, I grew up here in central Kansas, northwest of Wichita, about 30, 40 minutes. Um, you know, probably just a pretty, pretty average lifestyle growing up. Uh, my my father was self-employed. Um, like like uh, unfortunately, like most most kids, my parents split up when I was about 13. Uh, I never really got to you know, trouble per se. I, I was, uh, stayed pretty busy racing, uh, racing RC cars, racing full-size cars and, uh, and just kind of had the, had the average kid life, I guess. Now, what, what kind of student were you? Oh man, I was a horrible student. I hated school. So you weren't on any honor rolls or anything like that? No, not at all. Um, it was, it was pretty obvious to me early on that, you know, education in that fashion wasn't for me. Uh, you know, back, like, like I like to say back in the 1900s, our parents told us all the time, you know, for me, get an education, you know, so you can go, get, go to college or learn a trade so you can put in 30 or 40 years at a job and, you know, and get a good retirement. That's what, that's what they taught us back then. And, you know, that, that dream is not alive anymore. So then what'd you do when you graduated high school? Um, well, the last couple of years of high school, I knew that I knew that college wasn't for me, but I knew that, you know, I, I decided to pick a trade. So I picked welding. I went to Votech to to learn how to weld. Um, and I did that because I knew I could always be employed. I knew welders made decent money. Um, so that's what I did right out of high school. I got my first job 
outside of high school at 18 as a welder. Um, and that's what I did um, for, well, until uh, about 10 years. Okay. So now you got to let me know, you know, how is it that you became such a patriot, you know, and, and such a lover of this beautiful country that we live in? Man, just realizing the, the freedoms and opportunities that we have, uh, you know, and it's, it's uh, the, the, what men and women have done to, to make it that way and to realize, you know, the, the freedoms that I've had to just have an idea or say, Hey, I want to do something different and just take off running and do it. Um, so that's, that's just, just one of the many things that, that I love about the country and love about what we stand for is, uh, you know, and it's on the coffee product that we sell. You know, I have the Galatians five one, which is, you know, it's for freedom's sake that Christ set us free, you know, and it's just down to the core, our freedoms to, to do what we want, um, you know, within certain limitations that it doesn't, you know, uh, doesn't uh, hinder others or affect others, you know, in that, in that negative way. So what was it that made you decide, you know, because a lot of times, you know, I have a friend that's a welder. He teaches welding. He's in the unions, you know, making, you know, six figures, living a good life. What was it made you decide that that's not the way that you wanted to go and that you wanted to? Because they say that an entrepreneur is somebody that is willing to work 80 hours a week so they don't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else. So what was your thought process? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was kind of, you know, that, that realization that I did not own my destiny or my sovereignty at that time. So like, what that means is I was, I was 18 when I started the last job I had Valentine's day, 1994 employee 5331. I ain't had that job in almost 20 years, but I still remember my employee number. So the reason why I say that is at 18 years old, I started this job with the company and they had the 30 year retirement program. And so that's kind of what I was saying earlier, that that dream we were sold doesn't exist. So after about five years, the company that I was working with, they got sold. And traditionally, a lot of times what somebody will do when a company is sold, a big company, is they will change the benefits package. And so when I started 18, they had a 30-year retirement program. I was going to retire at 48 with full you know, full benefits, insurance, everything. Um, so here about 25 or so they changed the deal on me. I, I've, I fulfilled my end of the, of the bargain. I showed up and I did the work that I needed to do. And they changed the deal on me without my permission. They didn't ask me to say, Hey Frank, do you care if we sell the company? No, nothing. I didn't have control of that. And so that's when I realized either I need to do something or I just need to shut up and go back to work. And, you know, and hopefully in, when I turn 55, they don't change retirement again. Uh, so that, that was the moment that I realized, you know what, this is a great wage. Um, it's a good job. Um, but I think, I think there's more in the tank. There's more that I want. So what did you do? What was your first, first foray into entrepreneurship? Um, I had some friends that they did what's called paintless dent repair. They fix hail damage on cars without painting them. And it's, it's basically all hand labor. And my mindset was my hands are, are really smart. I'm not afraid to work really hard. Uh, so I can figure this out. Uh, and they, they had offered me training. Uh, but at that time, back then it was like $40,000 for training plus 50% of your first year's income. And, you know, I, I looked at it and it's like, it's just working with your hands. My, my, my hands are really smart. So I literally bought a hundred dollar 
VHS tape and some used tools and just taught myself the trade. And when the next layoffs come around, I volunteered for a layoff about February of 2003 or so. Um, and then in March of 2003, I just, I just quit my job and started, started hustling. And uh, how do you still do that? Or are you out of that game? Yeah, no, I, I still do it. It's been really, really good for my family. Um, you know, it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's been really fortunate that things have worked out. And it's also taught me a lot of things that even though it's a, it's a great income, um, you know, we can, we can do multiple six figures with my hands, um, pretty reliably, but at the same time, as, as a man and as a leader of my family, it's, I, I've, I've found that it's irresponsible of me to have our entire lifestyle built on that foundation. Um, so that's where I started getting into online marketing and branding and, and building, building a business model that can operate without me. So tell us about armored up man. Yeah. So that was me going through the process of learning who's thinking I'm thinking. Um, and so what that means is, you know, I'm, I'm Frank sell the fourth and my son's the fifth. And so there's a whole lineage of Frank sells. And I just got to a point in life where they say, you know, when the pain is staying the same is greater than the pain of change will change. And so I'd had enough of the same pains over and over. And it was, literally that come to Jesus moment, March of 2013, when I went to a, a, what they call a men's encounter is what they call it around here. It was a church weekend for men. um, And that's where the Galatians five, one comes in is for freedom's sake that Christ set you free. Therefore not, do not let yourself be burdened again by yoke of slavery. So it was really, you know, over that weekend, I began to realize what true manhood and true masculinity is. It's, it's, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the meek, you know, shall inherit the earth, the children and the meek. Well, the meek in that context are men that are, that are really hard badasses and they understand a real threat. And, but they also can um, lead with love. So even though they've been trained as a warrior, they're strong, they can fight, they can kill. They also know how to, love and how to endure hardships and wrongdoings and persevere with love. And so that, that was the point for me where uh, March of 2013, that I really began to take a look at myself and to say, man, everywhere I go, there I am. So maybe I need to equip myself with a better understanding of how, uh, how the world works and, and, you know, who I really am. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they, you know, Jesus even said, you know, know, the, the meek shall inherit the earth. But, you know, if you people look under at the, uh, what it actually means is meekness is just power under control. Yeah. You know, so there's a difference between weakness and meekness. Yep. You know, Jesus could have been holding a child, but he was also flipping stone tables at synagogue. You know what I mean? Right. So so I, I totally get what you're coming from. And but I want to first thank I didn't know this about you, but um, I want to thank you for being a brother in Christ. Most of all, you know, that means we're going to be together eternally. So I just want to say, you know, thank you for that. I appreciate you. That's my honor. Right. Oh, you know, so then you go to Hoodie Thief. Uh-huh. Talk to me about that. That was just, I, I like to, um, I feel like I have a, a fairly creative mind. And so uh, a lot of times I'll just go to GoDaddy when I have an idea of something. And so the Armored Up Man 
came with Baby Beard Club, which was a beard oil business that I had started um, with with my ex partner, and so that aligned with Armored Up Man. Uh, so I was like, man, hoodie thief. You know, like we always always you know we always joke that you know our girlfriends or wives are taking our hoodies, and so I yeah. thought it would be a fun brand to to build. Um, but you know, like there's just you just got to keep the main thing the main thing and the the hoodie thief was something I, I thought would be fun. It's still maybe fun someday, but it's not the main thing. And so there's other things, uh, which, which now the home of the hustle and the coffee, which is really, it's, it's growing with a lot less effort than anything else I've ever put forth. And so I also, I can kind of see the anointing on that. And the reason for me to build a brand is eventually for people to, kind of get back to knowing me and what I stand for and want to know more about that. Kind of like the, you know, the light on the hill theory. Okay. Now, like I said, you know, when I first knew that I definitely want to get some samples and I definitely want to try the canned, the canned coffee because I'm a big energy drink guy and I would love to try it and support you. So um, that's one thing I can't wait. I'm excited about. So talk to us about the home of the hustle and then talk to us about, your coffee and why it's different from everybody else. Okay. So the home of the hustle was really where my second leg of entrepreneurship journey began. It started out as a Facebook page where I knew it's kind of like this, kind of like this interview on a podcast. I knew that there was a lot of things that I didn't know. I didn't know about branding and marketing and growing a business online. Um, and so I needed to find out. So I started interviewing people on a Facebook page called home of the hustle in a live video format. And the audience could participate and ask questions and all these different things. And so that kind of built um, my own personal influence and built my own personal brand. And so that when I went to start baby beard club, I already had a network of people that, that knew how to do those kind of things. And so what happened there is there was a local company in Wichita, Kansas, which is about 30 minutes away that saw the brand and, the plant manager at this place, he, he bought some beard oil. Well, it's a, it's a contract canning company and they can cold brew coffee. And so I just messaged him. I was like, Hey man, I'll be in town. So I'll stop by and you know, I'll drop your, your beard oil off. And I picked up some coffee beans for myself. And I, one day I just, I stuck a get shit done sticker because I have a beard oil and at baby beard club that is get shit done. The oils help you focus and concentrate the essential oils. And so I had some get shit done stickers laying around. I put it on a bag of coffee and I put it on Facebook and people were like, is that really get shit done coffee? I'm like, yeah. Like, well, how do I buy it? I'm like, Oh, hold on. I'll put it on the website. And so I called my buddies and and they just thought that was awesome that I was selling coffee. Um, And they, they started wholesaling me coffee beans. And their main thing though is, is, canning cold brew coffee for themselves and for other people and one day in conversation i was like man uh, get shit done cold brew coffee would be really neat and so like they agreed and and we just started talking about it um and so eventually i separated the coffee from the the beard uh, club website because it just didn't it fit better with home of the hustle and so that's where the home of the hustle coffee brand really got started was about march of last year 2020 um, I started um, started the website, started selling beans, coffee beans, and some shirts. And then September of 2020, uh, I bought my first pallet 
uh, about 2,300 cans of cold brew coffee. It's a latte. It's like creamy um, coconut. uses coconut cream instead of milk, so it's dairy-free. Um, so back September last year, I bought my first pallet, and within five weeks, I sold out 3,000 cans. It was just crazy. You know, I love that. Now, I don't know if you know what it's about me, but I was in the health and fitness industry for over 32 years, and I ran a million-dollar gym in a nutrition center. And I was friends with the guy that makes a product called VPX Bang. Mm-hmm. And they, and they, his name is Jack. Um, and they had the coffee where they would actually have the, the coffee um, a brand. And I, I got so addicted and so hooked that I was, I was going through like two cases a week myself because oh. I love the product. But then they discontinued it. So there is such a big market out there, especially for canned products. That I and especially if it has a mission, you know, everybody can, you know, everybody has might have a t shirt company, but if you have a t shirt company with a mission, people can actually get behind it. And, you know, and just by putting, you know, Galatians or something on your products, I think that is an an incredible mission in itself. So for me, it's kind of like a friend of mine, his name is Jose. He has a company called Third Day Coffee Seguin, and it's a Christian company, and it's coffee with an eternal mission. So I think, you know, you guys are kind of like on the same wavelength, just going like he's his is everything great his ground coffee. And I think you're going the way of the uh, canned coffee. I think I think you're going to kill it, brother. I think you're going to crush it. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's that's really what I found out that I'm I'm selling it, the the commodity is the coffee but what i'm really selling is permission because when people hear my story like the dude bought a hundred dollar videotape he taught himself he quit his job started hustling and now he accidentally started selling coffee and now he has this brand um you know because like on the on every can it, it says beat the street so hard they send you a bill for the potholes that's that's just a quote that i come up with about how i got started in business and on the other side of the can it says do it scared until you can do it skilled like I, I had no idea what I'm doing with any of this stuff, but I'm just taking action. And I know that, you know, there's, there's a book out there called dollars want me. And, you know, people, people in the world, they look at stuff like that and they judge it. But what I love about the book is that it, the basic premise of the book is that God is my supply and my supply is abundant. And to me, that means everything that I want is already created. So how do I become that person of value or higher, higher value in the kingdom and in the, and in the world to, you know, attract those things to me or to be in the same alignment with them. You know, and I love, I, I, I love that. And, um, you know, I tell people, you know, if there's, if you have a smartphone, there is no reason for any person in this country to be uneducated, uneducated. If you can't learn, if you can't figure something out, somebody did a video on YouTube about it and you'll be able to learn how to do it just by going on to YouTube. Like I'm learning how to do, you know, search engine optimization for my, my podcast. Sometimes you just have to put in the work, you know, you got to put in the time to learn stuff if you don't have the money to pay somebody else. So that's what you had to do. You had to just put your nose in a grindstone and figure out a way to get shit done. Yeah. Right. All the way. And when, when people, when people that have been there, 
they when when they a lot of times when they see somebody that is act is taking action, like I was just on the on Facebook Messenger, one of my Facebook friends is a guy that owns a company that's doing millions, coffee company that's doing millions. And we probably chatted for 20 or 30 minutes because he sees that, you know, I, I'm in the hunt and he's like, man, I, you know, he's kind of, he can remember being there and he's, he's further down the road. And so when, when you're operating from a creation mindset and not a competitive mindset, I mean, the world you're, is, is yours. It's, you can just create whatever you want. Just get out and take the action. And, I, and, you know, and, and I think that's something that, you know, that's great that you're teaching your kids that, you know, like a lot in America today, they're teaching our kids to be employees. Mm-hmm. They're teaching our children to be entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like, you know, they're, but unfortunately, like when, when our parents were growing up, you could stay at one job for 30 years, get a gold watch and retire. That's not the way it is anymore. Right. So they're teaching our kids to fail, teach them to be employees, but you're going to get fired like five or six times in your career. So why not teach them how to have an entrepreneur mindset? So how do you teach your children? You know, what are some of the things that, you know, the lessons that you're teaching them about the way life really is? A lot of it is show, don't tell. And it's, it's really, it's show up number one. Um, but I think for me, a lot of it, and I've, and I've had people express this to me also that, that how my kids think through things. And so really it's focusing on me and learning how to think, how to process things and how to show up. And then taking, taking the time with that, like that meekness and the being present and having patience of, of showing the kids that, okay, so, you know, one of the things in business is that it is so it's almost rare for people just to show up. And so number one, you got to show up, you got to bring some value and you got to be resilient. You you can't take things personally in business. And so what I really focus on with, with my kids is what I, it comes from um, the four agreements book by Don McGill. And the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally don't make assumptions and do your best. And the way I teach it to my kids is iPad. So in in a situation when most of us, we want to go into explanation mode or fixer mode, it's, I tend to ask my kids a question. I just say iPad. So which one are you doing? Are you being impeccable with your word? Are you taking this personally? Are you making assumptions? Are you doing your best? And so when you work in, when you're working, when you focus on that foundation, then when they go out into the world, it almost automatically is obvious that you're different from the world because you don't operate the same way the world does. And, and you know, I, I totally agree 100%. <clears throat> now, now we're talking, we're going to talk a little bit about business um, because, you know, a lot of people listen to this are veterans, entrepreneurs, both, you know, a lot of times when guys or girls get out of the military, they're either going to start a t-shirt company, hat company, liquor company, or coffee mm-hmm. company. Ten months later, they're, they're $6,000 in debt and don't know what the hell just happened. Um, because I think a lot of it is because they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like the shark tanks will tell, you know, guys in the shark tank will tell you, if you don't have a plan, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. 
so when was it the moment when you thought, okay, this can really take off? Did you sit down and write out, you know, maybe not a full page business plan, but did you, did you write out like a statement, a company statement about the things that you were going to do and how you were going to do them? Yeah. See, that's where I, I kind of disagree on some of that um, because I had no plan. I had no business, no, nothing written out. The things I did, I think it's, it's more ingrained in me from going through the process already of understanding that, you know, I need to figure out a goal. What do I want? What do I want to do? You know, what do I, how much do I want, um, you know, to, to earn or who do I want to help? And then make a list a list is basically like a distribution channel. Uh, who, who is going to want to buy my product? Where do they hang out? How do I get in front of them? Um, and then contact them or put my product in front of them and then follow up and, and sell the product. So that's, that's where, cause I have some friends in, in the military space too. Um, I don't know if you know, Justin Myers, he's the sign chef. Great, 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 great. Yeah. Person. He's, he's, he's like my little brother. Um, you know, we talk about this a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of times I see it, I can see it from the outside. You know, I'm not a veteran myself. I can see the military, like the, they've been in that discipline environment. Um, and it's sometimes it's, it's it might be hard to think outside the box. Um, so, it, but there's really, if what I see is there's, there is a structure that like we've talked about with the coffee, a lot of it is messaging. Otherwise it's just a commodity and you're just, you're just, um, you're going up against price. And so, you know, it's, it's your messaging and then the perseverance to push that message until it can get momentum or until the right, you partner up with the right person or, or whatever it is. Um, you know, so that's where I see a lot of people kind of m- mess up is they, they go after it from a commodity mindset because everybody sells a can of coffee, but there's only one can of get shit done coffee out there that says beat the street on it. There's only one can of coffee out there that says make America grind again. You know, so it's it's you know kind of finding your your message and your voice, um, and that can be done on the run. It can be done ahead of time. Um, however, it is that. But for me, that's that's where I see a lot of a lot of people that they kind of mess up as they they don't persevere and they don't build that that audience where the home of the hustle. We did a Facebook video show for three years, didn't get compensated one penny for it. But when I launched my coffee. I sold out in five weeks because I'd already built an audience of people that knew, liked, and trust me. See, you know, and I think, you know, there's so many different things we can get into and I hope you have time, you know, but I don't want to take too much time out of your, your day also. But, you know, um, talking about trust and branding, you know, I tell everybody, you know, you are your brand, no matter, you know, if you own a company, you are your brand. And a lot of people don't believe in that but I do believe in it. I mean, just imagine if Michael Jordan calls an interview and walks out in an Adidas sweatsuit, mm-hmm. people would lose their mind because you're Air Jordan. You are Nike. Right. You know, you you are your brand. You are Air Jordan. You can't be, you know, uh, Adidas Jordan. So you have to work on your brand. And sometimes it takes a while to build your brand. And I think, like you said, building your brand with trust, you know, like people, I've built my audience, you know, now over almost five years on social media, people know that, you know, I'm trustworthy. 
and that I'm only only trying to help other people. And that's where the comeback coach had its own brand. But if you don't have show consistency and if you don't show that you care about people over the long haul, you know, a lot of people I see going for the, the quick hit instead of like Gary V says, you know, go for the long game. So now, you know, when you talk to people and about branding, what are some of the thoughts that, you know, what are some of the comebacks that they give you about branding different companies? Well, for me, like people, I, I get the feeling that people make the assumption that I really know a lot more about what I'm doing than I, I do. But what I think I do know is me and my story. And so I, I don't think I, I don't see enough people that tell their story often enough that they learn more about themselves. Because for me, I, you, they, they, you say that phrase, I've heard it before that, you know, the reason why you listen so much is you can't learn anything when you're talking. And I, I don't believe that because I've through talking and through doing the videos, like doing interviews like this, I've heard the words that come out of my mouth. I don't just speak them unconsciously. I, I pay attention a lot of times to what I'm saying as it's coming out. And I, and I, I listen to my internal dialogue on how that feels. And so I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm like, man, that doesn't really line up with how I feel. And that goes back to my foundation of who's thinking in my thinking. And I, I get to discern like, okay, that was something that either my parents or my father used to say, or people around me. And that's not how I really feel. So when you kind of start getting there, then you can get more solid in who you are and understand what you stand for and more clear about your message. And so that I think it goes back like like you just said, you know, doing the work that you may not be compensated in dollars, but you'll be compensated in in trust and social capital of you know building a following of people. And it's like Zig Ziglar said, you know, help help enough people get what they want and you'll get what you want. Well, help solve enough problems. And so I can do that by solving my problems. And in this big ass world we have there's bound to be a few people that have the same problems that I have. And I can say, Hey man, I know how you feel, bro. I felt the same way. This is what I found. Would you like some help with that? Or, or do you just want to talk about it? And, you know, that's so true. Now, do you, ha- is your product in a lot of your local stores? Yeah, we've had some, some, uh, some good, good luck here locally. Um, a lot of it was a warm market because I've been a small business guy for, for so long. Um, I network with people that I know that have either like a liquor store or grocery store. Um, so they, it's been placed on quite a few shelves locally. And then from there, the, the distributors, statewide distributors, they've come in and saw the product on the shelf and then asked the store owner where that came from to where we now have our first deal with the distributor to where I went in, from September of 2020 to now March of 2021. I went from selling cans and cases to I just uh, just got approval for somebody to buy my first to purchase a pallet of coffee from me to start and distribute it nationwide or statewide. Wow. Now, tell us, you know, a little bit about building relationships, you know, because like I like I said, I had I, I was running a million dollar general nutrition center for about 10 years and I built relationships with all my vendors, 
you know, like when it was Christmas time, I would text, I would text them all on Christmas and I would build relationships, become friends with them on social media. So tell us about building relationships in business. I, I think it's huge unless you want to be a commodity. Um, if you're, if your business is just based on price or profit margin, then you're just a commodity and long-term building the relationship, just like you said, of, of investing in the other people, um, getting to know them, having concerns, having, you know, value, valuing them. Um, that's been so huge for me in my, in my traditional business where we, where we fix hell damage on cars, because when you have a catastrophe, it's like you have a, a storm locally, then people from all across the country come in and, and try one a piece of that. And I've had people come in and offer, you know, double the commission that we split with, with a, like I say, a body shop. Cause I, we subcontract to a lot of body shops. They, they hire us to do the repairs for them because that's what we specialize in. We'll say we've had people come in and offer them 50% more money um, than what we, we had originally agreed on. And the body shops just turn them away because they say, man, we know Frank will show up. He's always here, does good work, and he'll be here when the storm is gone. And so that's just from long-term consistency of showing up um, and doing good work and being reliable. I love that, brother. So now a couple questions, and we're going to have you bounce so you can be able to hang out with the kids and, and uh, enjoy life because that's what life is all about is enjoying life and um, quality of life. So how do we find you? How can we order some of your product? How, how can we get in touch with you? Um, for the coffee, you can go to homewithahustle.com. And I, I create a code for your audience of Comeback Coach. So if you use Comeback Coach, you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, and then anywhere Frank Sell, S-E-L-L, um, on social media, will more than likely it'll, it'll pull me up. You'll see the big big red beard that's that's me cool and like i said um, i'm definitely gonna uh, i can't wait to try some of your products and i'll send you my address and won't get done but you know i love um people get different products like i actually helped one company get into general nutrition center and now the guy's living in boca and he's got oh. a retirement home in boca now because i awesome. helped get into uh, gnc but um one last question I ask everybody, and I love it because I get a thousand different answers. You know, we, we live in such a crazy world. You know, me and you being parents, parents are homeschooling kids. Grandparents are homeschooling kids. And we're, we live such a busy life that if we ask the average person to get something done that are not hustlers, they're not going to do it in seven days. But if I ask somebody to do something in the next 24 hours, they're more likely to do it. So if somebody is struggling in business, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start the right to ship? Sell something. Get a, get a win. Um, that's, that's one of the things that, like we talked about, the business plans and all this other stuff earlier. The validation for me is getting somebody to hand me money for my product or service. Um, that's the only validation that I really need in business. And from there, you know, you can move, move the ball forward. So whether it's got to pick up the phone, whether you got to go out and meet people, see people do whatever, just go sell something. And, and now that, that, that to me is, is the only thing you know that, that, that matters. 
you know, and I love that. And, it, and you're breaking it down simple. Just go sell something. It's just, it's as simple as that. So, guys, you heard it from my boy, Frank Sell. Uh, definitely go homeofthehustle.com. Place an order. Use com- the code COMEBACKCOACH. Get 10% off. Support the mission. Support the man. Because not only is he a, a businessman, but he's a, a brother in Christ. Um, thank you. Thank you, James McNeil, for putting out your book, Finding Your Personal Mission. Guys, if you know somebody struggling with any health, mental, or physical issues that's struggling with suicidal ideations, please check out his book, and I'll drop it in the links. Frank, thank you so much, brother, for taking the time out to hang out with me today. I appreciate you, and thank you for being a brother in Christ. My pleasure, brother. Thank you, Richard. All right, brother. I'll send you the link when it comes out, and I'm going to blow this up everywhere because I want you to be as successful and I want you to change the game as much as you are and e- even more. All right, Thank bro. you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.